guys, follow the puck here again. And in today's episode, we are heading south down to section 1A and Mankato East head coach Adam Freeze. And he's going to run over last season the uh, Mankato versus Mankato section title game, state tourney experience and returning players and just overall status of the Mankato hockey program. It sounds like it's a very strong youth program, which is a good sign for many years to come. And again, if you have anybody you want us to have on the podcast, send us a DM on Twitter or send us an email to ftp at followthepuck.com and we can reach out to them and try arrange something. And also we appreciate the messages you send and reviews that are being left that helps uh, our podcast get found and helps promote Minnesota high school hockey because we think it's the best uh, high school hockey anywhere around. So keep keep all that stuff up. But we are going to get into this conversation here with Adam. Hello, Adam Friesen. I've uh, you know I've been here at Mankato East for I think we're going on my sixth or seventh year here. I don't even remember what it is. It seems like it goes so fast, but. Uh, yeah, last year we had a good year. Um, really, we've had pretty good last three or four years, actually. Um, with uh, made it to the tournament three years ago, and then we missed out on a year. Like I said, we were that number one seed. It's hard to get out of the section to the second championship as a number one seed. But and then we're we're uh, we're we we did well enough last year to make it too. So you know, the, the when I came in here. Um, you know, when I first started this gig, I was like, we gotta, we gotta find a way to challenge kids. We gotta find a way to, you know, get them better. We can't, we want them, we need to play tough teams, you know, to get to the state tournament. Cause when you get there, everybody's going to be pretty tough. So over the course of the last six or seven years, we've really, <clears throat> we've really strengthened up the schedule. Um, probably one of the toughest schedules we've had in a long time, you know, every year it gets better this, you know, and I think that really helps us when it comes to the playoff push. You know, last year being two games under 500 going into the playoff, <clears throat> you know, it was we knew that we knew we had an uphill battle all year long. You know, and we we ran into some key injuries and some key sicknesses that key times when we were playing section opponents. You know, Albert Lee, Nikita West, Fairbo. Uh, we had we had just key kids injured at that point in time, and we lost all those games. You know, and then we kind of <clears throat> we were kind of curious to see what the end of the season was going to bring for us, you know, for, for a seeding. You know, we thought really from our schedule base and what we knew we were capable of and who were going to, who was in the section, we were anywhere from a number one to a four seed. Um, and we got the four by the time it was all said and done. And I think that just provided an extra motivation going into the playoffs that says, hey, you know what, you're going to put us on a four seed. We're going to show you, you know, what this is like. You know, before that, just a couple weeks before that too, we, we made some key key you know decisions to move kids to different positions they've never played before uh, we moved jay Kondenbach and uh, back to a d he's never played d before uh, i think he played bantam elite league in the, as a d man but otherwise you know he's never played for us as a d so um and then we moved shay gavin a ninth grader who was a d we moved him up front he's got a nice set of hands and so those are big decisions we had to make you know we really needed to strengthen up the back end of the rink um and that seemed to work out well for us. And I think that extra motivation being the four seed really provided a nice playoff run, you know. And, uh, yeah, that was, it was exciting. It was an exciting time to, 
you know, to get there, obviously Minnesota River always puts up a really good fight. They had a nice team. Um, you know, they had, uh, they had some newcomers. They had a nice, obviously a nice year the year before, so it was motivating to to help, uh, you know, to try to knock them out. And then obviously Dodge County, you know, them being the one seed in the playoffs, that provides its own motivation to, you know, try to try to take out the top dog. <clears throat> and then the championship game was all in itself <laughs> motivation to who's going to win the town. And, uh, I mean, that was just a, a great day in, in Rochester. Um, you know, everybody's got their eyes on that game. And then, you know, Curtis and I are, are pretty good friends. And whatever, we've been talking about it for years that we think that that should be, that would be nice to be, see a lot of section championships East West. And that was our first one. And it was a heck of an experience. So it was a good. Yeah. Time. I was one, I was wondering how that atmosphere was down there when it was the <clears throat> two Mankato, Mankato schools going for that trip to the X that had to been crazy for those kids. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely one of those situations where um, you know, it's it I think for for a lot of those other teams who haven't been there, um, it was it was nerve wracking for them. But for us, it, we're, we've been lucky enough to be able to in the semifinal and the final for the last five years. So you know, a lot of these kids, it was just like, hey, we know what we need to do. We know what we need to do to get there. And when you get there, a lot of it's just mentality. You know, are you are you over cocky? Are you coming in? you know, thinking too high or are you in there nervous shaking in your gloves? Cause it was a heck of an atmosphere. A lot of these kids have never played in crowds, you know, that size. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. You get a bunch of texts from people around the city. Hey, you guys should move this to Mankato. It's an East West game. Why wouldn't you play at Mankato? Well, <laughs> I mean, every kid has their eyes in Rochester, like the end of the road is this is where it is. And I think that would have played a big factor if they would have moved it to Mankato, but, um, so we're lucky enough to have it in Rochester, and it was it was a great night for Mankato, a great night for the community. Yeah, that is funny. That I mean, two Mankato towns, and you got to go to Rochester to play the finals. But I, you know, they they have that set up in advance, I suppose. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit tough too because like for us to even hold anything like that, the Mavericks would have to be out of town. Um, there would have to be a lot of stars that aligned for for that night, but. You know, it's so different. You know, Lakeville North and Lakeville South always drive to Rochester for that championship game too. So, um, you know, no, I don't think it was. I don't think it was any different. I mean, this year it was North and Hastings or whatever. But yeah, no, it's we we mark that count. We mark that day on our calendar and the location, and that's your end goal is to to make sure you get to that spot. So, yeah, it was fun. It was such a great night. So, so leading leading up in. Yeah, leading up into that, after that game, going into the state tourney, what, I mean, how did the boys handle that? What was the, what was the uh, atmosphere like for those kids? Oh, uh, going into the state tournament? Yeah. Like said. Uh, so, yeah, it was, I mean, it was obviously once, every time, you know, we've been there two times in three years, and um, every time you get there, it's it's as exciting, or, and it gets more exciting every time. Um, there's uh you know, that we knew that we were getting into a, a single A field. That's probably one of the better ones there's ever been. Um, we played Cathedral before. Uh, we watched a lot of game film on Cathedral. We knew their depth. We knew their talent. <clears throat> we knew their, we really knew everything that we had. And, uh, you know, you, you run into a buzzsaw. You run into a bunch of, you know, we were motivated. 
but they were too. And they put, you know, they just, they put it into a little different gear. They, they had, I mean, when you have nine Fords and Ford D and, and probably five or 60, actually, you know, they, they're a buzzsaw and, uh, they were, they wanted a state title real bad. And for, that's a, I like, that's a really senior loaded group and they played like it. Um, I knew right away that they scored right away shorthanded and then we came down and then we scored to make it one to one. I said, well, here we go. You know, now we get it, but there's so much pressure there. And, you know, we, we just kind of ran out of gas. So, and we all know the result of that, but again, that provides that extra motivation in the off season to, you know, I mean, we can really tell it this summer, um, you know, since we've been on the ice, our kids are, they're fast. Um, they're strong. Uh, and this is, you know, we have a lot of young kids coming up who are who are you know very strong athletic kids coming through the system some ninth graders some tenth graders who played jv last year who are you know very very good hockey players so we just keep you know we only lost one kid from last year um you know you know one one big time goal scorer and then we lost two or three 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 other kids that you know play significant roles you know but i mean usually the teams are losing seven eight nine a, a year and we're lucky enough that, that that's not happening and correct me if i'm wrong but your goaltender from last year was a 10th grader yeah he's a 10th grader yep that's a big so, key yeah. to bring him back yeah yeah that's uh that's gonna be really big um he's uh he's a really big athletic kid and uh you know he's he's worked really hard to get to the the spot um, you know, again, he's a real motivated kid and he's, he's doing everything he can right now to, to make sure that he can find a way, find a way to get better. He, he played phenomenal hockey in the playoffs. Um, and you know, we're, we're hoping that that we're, we're our expectation is that, that he's going to play just as well, you know, coming into this season, um, and, and provide that extra boost that we need. We've had, it's pretty tough because when I started here, we, we had Jack Cousy, who was our goalie and that kid was, I mean, that kid was lights out. And, you know, to not have that. And now I think Kalen's doing a great job, you know, filling in those shoes right now and uh, and doing the best he can to provide every every bit, every bit of uh, ability that he can to stop pucks in front of him. So we're excited for that one. So with uh, Hockey Day coming down to Mankato, have, has that been exciting for the kids? Is that something or has it not really set in yet? Um. You know, it was super exciting right off the shoot. Um, you know, but then obviously with the COVID thing and, you know, the, uh, you know, there really hasn't been much talk about it down here, you know, that I'm aware of. I think everybody, when we bring it up, it's like, yeah, you know, when are we going to, I think if we, when the excitement really hits, it's going to be when we have a date on the calendar. Um, I think that's going to be a key. And, you know, yeah, everybody's excited for it. Can't wait for it. But I think there's also a level of fear that it may not happen this year um and i think that's that's gonna i think our seniors are really kind of on edge um like hey are we get, is this thing gonna get done or you know or or what you know and we always just talk about you know control the controllables there's something you can't control right now but we have to be excited for an opportunity that presents itself so we have to you know we got to be excited for it and men- mentally prepare for you know a big event like that because it's going to be a great day um but you know it's it's tough we <laughs> the environment we live in right now is is obviously holding everything back. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's chatter out there. Will there even be a hockey season? Will there be you know? Are you going to go back to school? 
you know, so I mean, those those things are all on the forefront as well, and I think that's weighing on a lot of mentality of a lot of these kids, uh, ours included, you know. But it's going to be pretty sweet when it, you know, once that day is announced, I think really the excitement's really going to hit the roof, and you know, for these seniors, what a great opportunity, you know, for all for our community in Mankato, what a great opportunity to have that. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty special day in the hockey world. But you getting back to your to the COVID thing, I mean look back how lucky we were to even get that state tourney in this year. Cause what was it the week, the week after everything was starting to shut down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, and it's kind of, you know, COVID is nothing to joke about, but I joke with our guys that, you know, the COVID thing right now is it was a great opportunity for us. We have so many kids that play so much hockey. Like we have, you know, they're always skating, you know, after the season, they get like two weeks off and then they're into like the, the Minnesota 16s, 17s, 18s. And, you know, they're on their skates all the time. And then they're, you know, it's such a, it's such a cardio event. And then when I saw these kids, like, um, you know, <clears throat> June, whatever, the first day we get back on the ice, I looked at these kids. I was like, wow, you know, you guys have all put on weight, you know, you guys have all put on muscle weight, you know, and it's like, we've, <clears throat> we've become bigger kids because we're not always just skating and losing that, losing that weight. And, our kids, this is probably the biggest, one of the bigger teams we've ever had here down here as far as size-wise and speed. And I think that's been, it's kind of been a bluffing in disguise to just say, hey, let's get off the skates for a little while. You know, I, I know that uh, I would say like 10 or 11 of them made these, made home gyms in their house, you know, so that they could keep up with it because they can't do anything else anyways. So it's it was pretty cool to see them adapt to that. Um, we had a lot of Skype calls and Zoom calls with our leaders and our captains and some of the other kids and you know they were all doing everything they could they wanted to keep the motivation you know to just don't do not do anything um and uh yeah that was it's uh we've really adapted well and so the, the players have really done a great job just trying to do everything they can to do to, to do that and settled into our younger kids as well so you know the, the program coming up is is real exciting you know, we got a lot of young kids that are cooler hockey, you know, diehards. Um, where we did a, our summer camp start for all of our youth programs. We have four different squads, and I think we're, we have over 100 kids signed up um, for those four different sessions. So, um, you know, that are all East kids, and, you know, we're excited to see those kids. We're excited to get to know those kids and start, you know, really, really work with them and try to get them to that skill-based set and, you know, be really good skaters to, so that the future of, of our program is still really, really bright. So are you pretty heavily involved in the youth program there? Or do you kind of hire, uh, let delegate that out or how is your, what's your philosophy? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that in the off season, I'm probably more involved with the youth players than I am during the season. Um, and as far as like making organizational decisions, Curtis and I kind of take a backseat. It's kind of, you know, we kind of let them run the program. We, we definitely, you know, they're, they've, they've got people, they've got some people in there who are, you know, do a good job, you know, and I watch a lot of, a lot of Bantam hockey. Um, I watch a lot of peewee hockey, watch a lot of squirts. My kids are, most of my kids are younger and in the mite program, you know, so I, I help out and do a lot with the mites. Uh, but you know, it's we're we're a different situation than a lot of different towns, right? I mean, we have East and West high school hockey. You know, the kids play youth hockey till they're bantams, and then they go to high school and split off. You know, so there's uh, we try to <clears throat> if one if one coach wants to go in there and make all these decisions, the other one's like, well, I don't think we agree with that, and maybe it's not the right. So we try to collaborate and try to do everything we can and work with the youth hockey system to 
to do to to do what's right for the kids. But in the off season, you know, we do um, East Side kids uh, only, and you know, we just we do a ton of focus on skating, skating, and skating. And I think that that's there's a lot of people who want to touch pucks and shoot pucks. Obviously that's the fun stuff. Um, but we get that. We, we do that, you know, in 45 minutes to an hour, we, we touch the pucks a lot, but we're using our edges and we're using our skating stride to try to teach kids how to be the best skaters we can be. Cause you know, when you look at some of these top players coming out of the state year in, year out, you know, those are some of the best skaters you'll ever see. If you ever want, get to watch them in person, you're like, man, can that, that kid can skate. He's so fast. He's so good on his edges, you know, and that's what we're trying to make a whole bunch of those kids down here. Um, so it's, it's been fun. It's been fun to get to know those kids, and it helps when your kid is in the Youth Hockey Association, too. It provides a little extra motivation for you. <laughs> yeah, it does to go and help out. And But back to your comments on kids working, you know, doing their own thing here during this shutdown period. You know, hockey seems to be one of the sports that you can tell when a kid has been putting his own time in on, whether it's shooting or skating or whatever. But it'll be interesting to see now once you know rinks open fully back up everywhere it'll be interesting to see what which kids have been practicing in their garage or their basement and which ones haven't because i think you're going to notice a real big difference between those two yeah yeah you're going to and i can i can tell i can tell you know our kids when we got on the ice who wasn't who wasn't um you know we there's been a lot of you i think we definitely had more than weren't um you know, and you could tell some of the shooting. I was just like, I asked one kid, I said, where'd you learn how to shoot? And then I asked him, like, yeah, I said, do you have to go buy a new set of gloves to, to get that stick handling ability? Because you, your hands have come around long, along uh, very well, you know, and, you know, we just laugh and, you know, but they did, they did do the work. Um, again, once you have, when you have a senior, when you, have, when you have five seniors who've been played here since they were ninth graders, um, you know, that those guys are great leaders and they want to make sure all five, all, all five of those kids want to make sure that they get another chance to, you know, get back to the Excel and, um, you know, they're doing everything they can. They've done a heck of a job. So I'm excited to see where that's going to go come November, but right now it's definitely paying its dividends. Our summer, our SPP program has been lights out this summer. Not, we want to, we want to play, you know, we want to get some scrimmages set up hopefully here and, you know, see what we're like against somebody else besides us all the time too. So we're hoping to get that done the summer yet in the next couple of weeks. So just waiting for some open availability to open up. I think we're going to get a couple. So that'll be fun to see that how that plays out. So let me ask you this question. I've asked every coach I've talked to, what is your feeling or thoughts on multi-sport athletes? Uh, we, we almost require it. Um, we, you know, I think last year, last year, last year, all all twenty kids that run the uh, run the varsity roster were a multi-sport athlete. Um, I think it's really important uh, to do so. Um, you know, there's <clears throat> sometimes you have to get your mind away from the game to to appreciate what you have. And you know what I told I told my kids I said I don't care whether if it's golf, I don't care whether if it's tennis. I I mean, go out for track and field. If you need to throw a disc, throw a shot put, whatever the case may be, right? If you're, but I think it's so important for your body to understand what that is. And I think you know over the course of the last few years, you know we've been lucky that we haven't had a lot of injuries. And I think I think asking those kids to be multi-sport athletes is, um, you know, is 
is, is key into, into getting healthy kids, you know, late, throughout the season, because I think their muscle memories are different. They use different muscles and I think it helps strengthen up their whole bodies. But uh, yeah, we had a kid <clears throat> last year. He, I don't know, he, he quit one of the sports he was playing. And I said, so what are you picking up then? He's like, well, I don't think I'm going to pick up anything. And I said, well, you have to, like, you, there's no way you're just not going to do anything. So he ended up running, I think he went off for track and I think he was probably one of the top, top runners. And I said, see, this is, I mean, this is good for you. This is, this is a, this is a blessing in disguise. So you should make sure he's like, yeah, I just had a lot of fun doing it. So I think multi-sport athletes are important. <clears throat> I think living in the state of Minnesota, a lot of kids get wheeled into this hockey and we're hockey players and this is life, right? Well, it's, it is, but it isn't right. You have to, you have to go and see what else is out there for you and see what else you're good at, you know, and just, get away from the game for a little bit, put the stick down, pack the skates away for a little while and, and see what else is out there and, and keep yourself fresh mentally. Yeah, it is important, especially the the uh, burnout factor. You know, if you do it all year round, it's pretty easy for a kid to, you know, yeah. when when they get to that ninth, 10th, 11th grade, like, oh, I've been doing this all year round for six years. I'm just done. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think in youth hockey too, like, I mean, you get done with the youth hockey season, um, which is a long season in itself, right? And then they get, you know, then they get, I mean, when they're in like squirts and peewees, I mean, the AAA hockey right now is endless, you know? And again, I think that, I think that, that makes a lot of kids not do multi-sports now, you know, because they're like, well, it's every weekend in the spring and then, and then inevitably it becomes every weekend in the summer. And I think that you're right. I think that hits a lot of kids in a burnout. You see some of these kids who are really good peewees and then they get to high school and then they're having a hard time, you know, breaking the varsity roster when you thought four years ago, these kids are going to be absolute studs, but you know, they just kind of lost the love for hockey because they're doing it so darn much. Um, you know, there's lacrosse is becoming big down here. There's a lot of kids who are trying to get to play lacrosse and they've really enjoyed lacrosse because it's so similar to hockey. Yeah, so we're we're getting those outlets down here that <clears throat> that we really get a chance to to you know to do that. But yeah, it's been it's kind of a requirement, and it's fun to see those kids excel at something else. And you know, we the the the, the uh, fall time is hard because elite league. We have three or four kids trying out for the elite league this year, and I think most of them will probably get a real good shot at playing in the elite league. Um, you know, tier one. You know, those kids. Those are great. Those are great programs, but I think in the springtime is really when we try to push those kids to play, you know, another sport. So, has your uh, schedule for next season? Have you been working on that? Is it finalized, or did you make any tweaks to that thing? Uh, well, it's not finalized until we get hockey day on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> so, um, but it, it really is um, for the most part. Actually, I think we have to get rid of one game. I think we have too many, um, but yeah, it's, uh, we have, we have strength. We have, you know, we added Holy Angels this year, um, added a couple other teams. Um, you know, so we only, we only play every team in the big nine once except for Mankato West, you know, so that gives us an opportunity to get out, uh, and really, really strengthen up that schedule. We're going to St. Louis park back again, going back to St. Cloud, going to play cathedral. I'm going to play Monticello again. Um, I guess I don't remember who the other team is up there, but then we'll start off in Woodbury, playing Woodbury. Um, you know, so we think, I think we have, you know, I, I kind of look, I 
put say like let's get 10 10 winnable games and let's get 15 that are gonna that are really gonna challenge us and we're we're, we're there and it, it helps retain the players too you know we've had you know with that strength of schedule is what we have we have a lot of kids right now who are gonna go play junior hockey um, or get a chance to play junior hockey if they choose you know, and they're, I think that's helping with Leighton coming back. You know, having a strength of schedule really motivates him to say, I really want to go and I want to score a lot of points and I really want to put my name on the map and be and play against really good competition, you know, and that's just helping everybody, you know, along the way. But, yeah, it's, I, we've noticed it every year come to playoffs. The harder your schedule is, the, the better your playoffs are. And uh, if if we can keep making it tougher, we'll try to do so. But, with that, you're going to take some lumps, and those are good learning lessons, you know, throughout the year on how to get adversity in the locker rooms between periods and how to overcome it as well. So, yeah, it's not it's not officially released until Hockey Day Minnesota comes out, so we can get that get get that on the schedule and circle that day as well. It is interesting to to uh, watch kids because you're right. They when you strengthen up the schedule, they do play to the level of the competition, and to crank it up is is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you always ask the kids, you know, would you, you know, would you rather win 21 games and lose in the quarterfinal or would you, would you win or would you be a 500 team and have a legitimate shot at the state tournament and a section championship? And it's always the latter, you know, everyone, every time, um, you know, and it's those kids, you see, you see kids build, you know, every day, uh, you watch a lot of games. We watch a ton of game film, you know, and, and watching them build upon every turnover, you know, against some of those good teams. And then the next time we play another good team, all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, now we're back on track. Um, I thought last year, you know, we kind of went through a real gauntlet schedule around Christmas time, uh, playing St. Cloud. Um, then we played Cathedral. Then we played Litchfield. And then we come in and, you know, we had a week off and then we got to play Shakopee. And we, you know, we beat a really good Shakopee team. And I was like, this is where these things pay off. You know, it's we got beat up last week, and now we take a week off. We come back, and we learned a lot of good things out of that. And our mentality is is much faster. You know, we know we have a lot less time with the puck. We know we have a lot less time in the corner. And what are we going to make with those decisions? You know, when we with the puck when we when we're in in such a pressured situation, and you and you see them think a lot faster. You see them skate a lot faster. They execute systems a lot faster. So it's fun to it's fun to see that when you when you play a stiff when you have a really tough schedule. And back to the thinking faster, that was one thing the cathedral team done at state last year. They were obviously super good team. They could have probably played in the double A tourney, but they the short, quick passes they would make just to get an open shot was incredible. Yeah. But it goes yeah, back to the hard. think yeah, think fast and play you know the competition they played and yeah how do you defend that that's crazy yeah it's 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 tough you got sometimes you just say it's better to just be in the right spot don't over pursue it you know take away the middle and you know those those little passes get taken away but you get caught up in the pressure of chasing you know at that point as well so uh yeah i mean you could see teams like cathedral who are playing you know herman towns and wyzettas and you know, all those top end teams, you know, week in, week out, and then you play against them. And then you're like, see, this is where we want to be. Uh, this is how fast we have to think. Sometimes when we watch games, we don't watch us, we watch them uh, just to see what those situations present to ourselves, you know, and, you know, and, and it took, it t- takes a while for the kids to understand that, 
And then, hey, I'm not watching film to watch you. You know, I'm watching film to watch what they're going to do so that you can take it. You know, if they're always going to come to the middle, then if we stay in the middle, we're going to take away 50% of their chances. But, uh, again, it's just part of, it's part of learning and it's part of building as a program, you know, is getting there. And then I think a lot of these kids are the expectation is when we get there, now we want to win when we're there. And, uh, you know, that, again, provides extra motivation all the time. Well, your your team is is a classic example of success breeds more success, and you know it's the tradition you're building is is fun to see from afar. So, good job with that. Yeah, we appreciate it. We work we're working hard for it. Put a lot of time and a lot of hours into it. You know, the youth hockey program last year with our Bantams, our Bantam B team made the state, Bantam A team made it uh, to the final, lost in overtime um, to New Orleans. So, I mean, those are there's there's a lot of good good players coming up, and there's a lot of good east east side players coming into the program. So it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun uh, fun fun bunch of years coming up here, and we're looking forward to continuing to build. You know what we have on right now. And I will with that. I'll let you get on with your uh, long weekend, and we'll watch for Hockey Day Minnesota to officially be declared the this winter, and let the festivities begin down there. I appreciate your time, man. That's, that's awesome that you're getting out here. We best of luck next season and all that comes with it. All right. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Yep, talk to you. Yep, bye. And again, that was Mankato East head coach, Adam Freeze. And fun to hear from section one, a champs. And again, if you have anybody you want us to reach out to, to have on the show, send us a DM on Twitter or an email to ftp at followthepuck.com, and we can reach out to them and try to set something up. And stay tuned for more.